Welcome to the One New Man Network from Kirtlandry Ministries at House of David, where we learn about the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. The following is a replay of a previous service. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout tonight. Hallelujah. We want to welcome you to House of David here in Fairland, Oklahoma, and welcome to the One New Man Network. Let's welcome all the nations that are joining us tonight. God bless you. Hallelujah. This is the last Shabbat, the last Friday night before the Feast of Shavuot, which is Pentecost. And uh, we're going to have a service next Friday night, 745 Central, and, uh, and then on 8 o'clock, I mean, then on the 8th at 1 o'clock, we're going to have an immersion for our Shavuot. It is registate, registration is required. It's free, but we need to know how many are coming um, so that we can prepare because having that many people in the water, is, we need to be prepared for you. But it's going to be an exciting time. Tonight, I want to talk to you about empowering prayer keys to empowerment of prayer because we're in that key time we were here Wednesday night on the night of grace on the counting down of the Omer and I know many of you saying what the heck is he talking about but you can get last night's uh, Wednesday night service you can watch that on the archive it'd be good to watch that and this but tonight uh, I'm not so much going to teach is we are actually going to go into the courts of heaven and uh, actually cleanse ourselves and our bloodlines from any misalignment that is getting our spiritual clock out of alignment with God. Amen? Does this sound good? So, uh, I've never done it with a crowd this size and a bunch of people online. Normally, this is done with a small group of people. But the Lord told me because of the urgency of this time, and the urgency of this Shavuot, which has been confirmed by many, many prophets. I uh, received a beautiful word from Jeremiah Moss about the fire being in the water. Uh, and uh, this is our time. And so tonight, I don't want to wait until the last minute. I don't want to be scrambling next Friday night getting ready for the water on, on Saturday. So we're going to go ahead and get our clock set tonight. Does that sound good? Let's give the Lord a hand clap. So if you're watching online, go ahead and send a message to one of your friends. You're going to definitely going to want to be on this service. This is going to be a live Courts of Heaven. People say, what is the Courts of Heaven? Uh, you can read books. And, uh, of course, Robert Henderson, our dear friend, is one of the uh, really apostolic scholars of this subject. But we're actually going to go into the courts. You're going to experience it here tonight, and you're going to actually get your clock reset. It'd be like getting a tune-up, so to say, on your car back in the old days before computers. So you're going to get new uh, plugs and uh, points and condenser. No one knows what that is. I do. But anyway, that's what we're getting ready to do. So praise God for that. You can look it up later on Google uh, back 1960 and then look there and you'll see what those things used to have, how cars used to run back when I could work on one. Let's have all the shofars come down front if you would. Boy, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
few weeks ago, Christy and I were in Jerusalem, and the word the Lord gave me was set your clock and God will set your provision. How many know that provision is absolutely mandatory and important for you to accomplish your goals? But what is provision? Provision is all your needs being met. So first of all, that means you have enough health, physical health, to accomplish your goal. That's provision. You have enough physical wealth so that you have enough to be able to accomplish what God has called you to do. That you have enough wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that you're able to communicate with the Heavenly Father. And the fourth, and the most important, really, is that you have the correct network of people to be able to accomplish the task. You need relationship equity. You can't do everything on your own. And it's critically important that you connect with the right people at the right time, not just anybody, anytime. I'm going to say that again. The right people at the right time, not just anybody at any time. And right before the right connections are going to take place, you'll have a herd full of counterfeits come and try to take their seat. The Lord gave me this word this morning, and it was in a thought, and my thought was this. I learned, this is over 29 years, and all this ministry has been through, I have learned we can do all things through Yeshua as Messiah. He has never failed us in 29 years. But I have learned this the hard way. But even with Yeshua, you can't do everything at the same time. And anytime you're going to do something great for God, you have to put something else down in order to grab what God has with both hands. The other thing I've learned is man's timing and God's timing are in opposition to each other. I think Paul tells us that in Romans, to be carnally minded is to be at enmity with God. Why? Because it's human nature to be impatient and needy and prideful and all those fleshly things that all of us have. But when you combine God's timing and man's timing and you operate together, then you get into a supernatural and in the spirit realm, it becomes a force. You've heard me say honor is the currency of heaven. Honor is a force. Faith is a force in heaven. Just like fear is a force. Fear moves Satan and faith moves God. But when God's timing 
and man's timing, meaning that your thoughts, action, and plans, your time, task, and activity, your calendar lines up with anticipation of God's calendar, that's when the supernatural happens. So tonight, my assignment tonight, you can pray for me. I've never done this before with a room this large, and who knows how many are watching online, but I'm going to take you tonight as if we were a small group, and we're going to go into the courts of heaven, and we're going to reset our clocks. And for my guests that have never been here and don't know what we're doing, I... I apologize, I should probably have done more prep work for you, but this is my assignment, and I hope you'll enjoy and go by faith. And, but tonight, I need to be the rabbi, okay? And those who I am your rabbi, you know what that means. Well, maybe some of you don't know, so I will, let me give you a little terminology of the house. You heard me speak in Hebrew earlier. I said, Keilat Bet David. Keilat is congregation of the house of David, David. God named this house. This is your house. He named it. We didn't choose it. If you read the book, you'll hear the testimony. This is God's house, but we are not a church. I'm not splitting hairs, but please, we are a church. We are a 501 church. Praise God. But we operate in a spiritual mindset as a keilat, as a congregation. And that's a different mindset. So I'm going to share a few basics before we go. And... Uh, First of all, a congregation, and churches are too, but I'm just, let's focus on this culture for a minute. We are called to walk this life out together. You become a member in a keilat, in a congregation, and you become a mishpacha, you become family. We are called to walk together. We battle doing good through good and bad. We stay together, and that's why you see all the leadership that has been here has all been here longer than 14 years because we are a K-lot, and we've all been through stuff. We've all gotten mad at each other, and we're still together because we are called to the K-lot Where do you go? If God calls you to the K-Lot, where do you go? If you're walking with Yeshua as Adonai Elohenu, which means walking with Him as the Lord your God, if you're walking with Him in that culture, then you can't leave until He tells you. When God puts you into a K-Lot... The K-Lot has an assignment that's in his timing and purpose and provision. And that should match up with your timing and your provision. 
And that's called fellowship. Because what you make happen in the Keilat, God makes happen for you. Because we work in a seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. It's called fellowship. We pray together, we work together, we live together. The leadership value in this K-Lot, the leaders value your time. You as CLM partners, we value your time. When you send that monthly uh, support, you are investing your time. I don't look at it as money. That's your time. It took something that you do to get that seed, and we respect it and honor it because it's your time. So we respect your time, your goals, and your ambitions, and that's called a covering. If you're under the covering, it's because you have submitted to our authority, so that means I agree to pray for you and you agree to pray for me, but yet our, our apostolic authority that we have that is different than yours because of the season we're in, we cover you. What do we cover? Your purposes, your provision, your ambitions, and your goals. We will stand accountable. Leadership is service, not status. We are here to stand before the Lord that you accomplished your task. And for me personally, as your rabbi, and this is what a rabbi is, I am committed to your success. I'm here to help guide you and to keep you on track. So people will say, what do I call you? I said, whatever you want to call me. But in reality, whatever you ask me and what title is to what answer you get. Does that make sense? That's the Kayla culture. So tonight I'm coming to you, for those of you who are under this covering, I'm coming to you as your rabbi. People say, well, many call you an apostle. I operate as an apostolic leader out of Zion and am recognized in the world for that. I didn't choose that. Pastor Tim, whenever, I never once said, I'm that. That's what we're called. I had to have a discussion with my granddaughter in the pool the other night that Nana and Saba had the conversation that Saba is also your rabbi. It's got to start sinking in. Because I'm here to guide her and to help her. Not just Saba. That gives her whatever she wants. <laughs> so we're going to prepare our hearts right now to go into the courts. But I want to speak to you as the rabbi of House of David in this portal, I want to speak to you about this way. This is how it works in this house. Okay? Because I just want you to agree. I'm not here. I'm not asking opinion or we know what works. The fruit speaks for itself. Okay? So we're Okies and we have a saying in Oklahoma, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
very biblical. But we're going to go into the courts, and when we go in, we have to go in in agreement. But I'm here, I'm not trying to sell you on the idea of the courts. I want you to experience it. And for those of you that absolutely know what I'm talking about, you all know, I know, that we need fresh fire. I need it. You need it. We all need it. And as your rabbi, if you don't think you need it, you're wrong. You need it, so get some. <laughs> Try it. You'll like it. It's like the life cereal. Mikey liked it. You'll like it. Just get some more fire and you'll feel fine. So I'm going to go over some basic things before we go into the courts. So I want you to imagine if I was your attorney and we're getting ready to go into the courts and any of you that have been involved going in, they'll always say, don't say, say as little as you can, only answer their questions, don't elaborate, keep it simple, stick to the facts. And that's pretty much how it is in the court. Because the just judge, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, your attorney going into the court is Yeshua himself. So you're already in right company. So you don't have to go in there with some giant explanation. What you need to do is align with the court and allow that which is in the heavens come to, into, your, into your manifestation on earth as it is in heaven. Let's bow our heads for a minute. Father God, we come to you, uh, and Lord, we ask that we would have uh, an anointing for instruction. And Lord, I put my covering over this, this house, and I release a shield of discernment in this house so that you can discern quickly that this is the truth. And Lord, I ask that the peace of God would rest upon us in Yeshua's name. Amen. First of all, prayer is not trying to get God's attention. Okay? He already knows that we were coming here tonight. You don't have to yell at him. He knows you're here. And prayer is not trying to get God to do something. He's already done everything you need. Do we have that mindset? Prayer is simply communication with God, believing and receiving what God has already given us. Now, here's the key. In the covenant, would you say covenant? In Yeshua's blood. So we need to understand covenant a little better, but it's in that covenant. So let's talk about covenant partnership. While a contract is legally binding, a covenant is spiritual agreement. We're going to go into a covenant as the Keilat, a Bet David. It's like a bris. It's a covenant. Circumcision is a covenant. It is a rolling away of the reproach, removing of the flesh, the shedding of the blood, saying, I identify now with Abraham. A covenant is a spiritual agreement. A contract is an agreement between parties, while a covenant is a pledge. 
as your rabbi, I have pledged and I'm in covenant with you to do my part. And I will stand before the Lord for what I do with my covenant partners. Those covenant partners are House of David members and Kurt Landry ministry partners, my olive tree partners. A covenant is a seal why a contract is signed. A contract is signed with a pen and with ink on paper to deliver the documentation that's on the paper. A covenant is sealed like a marriage saying that this, our blood, comes together in the spirit to become one. A covenant is about multiplication. A contract is mutually beneficial relationship, while a covenant is something that is fulfilled. In a contract, if one party starts breaking down what the other party's doing, then there's negotiations or a lawsuit. That's not how it works in covenant. In a covenant, there'll be times when one person has both oars in the water. There'll be times when one has both, one has one, and then there'll be a time when one has one oar in the water and the other one is laid out flat, not rowing at all. But you don't get out of the boat until there's fulfillment. So that's the difference between covenant and contract. But you have to think covenantially. So, as covenant partners, House of David members and covenant partners, I am committed, number one, to your success. I believe in success. I come from the business world. I was so blessed in the last 29 years to find out that I've learned more about business and success through the Bible than I ever did with all those books that I read when I was in the corporate world. God is very concerned about your success because you are a witness for Him. So I'm very concerned about your success. Second, Everything we produce is here to help you. Even proof and correction. It's here to help you. Third, our job is to guide, teach, and instruct you. And fourth, we are to put our mantle over you and we are to cover you in prayer. And most people don't have any idea what that's worth. That's the biggest part of the covenant is that you're under that prayer covering. So, I have four things that I'm responsible for, and you have one thing, one thing only, and that is that you stay under the covering. You get offended. 
you start operating in sin on purpose, you get out from under the covering. I can't do anything about that. So you have one thing, you stand under the covering, and we'll take care of the other four. Does that help you? Because that's really how it works. So what do you think the enemy's going to do? Get you offended, get out from under the covering. But you're smart and you won't do that, amen? Yeah, look at your neighbor and say, you're too smart to fall for that. Now, if you look at James chapter 4, verse 3, it says, it says, you ask, <clears throat> excuse me, and you do not receive because you ask amiss. You ask amiss. What does it mean that you ask amiss? Quite simply, what it means is that you approach the heavenly courts with righteous seed. See, you can't bring anything into the courts except his word. His word's the only thing that prospers in the court. Why? Because it's part of him. But unrighteous vessels can't carry righteous seed and expect a righteous result. It's praying amiss. So, I'm going to ask if my PowerPoint person, if you would look up the scripture, James chapter 4, verse 2. This is the scripture before this, and this is what asking amiss looks like. Okay? You lust and you do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask, and I'll add this in, you don't ask correctly. That's asking amiss. So what is the solution? The solution is to learn how to approach God and go into the courts through the proper atonement activity to cancel all that before you go in with your righteous seed. We're going to do that tonight. Praise God. Aren't you happy? We're going to teach you and you're going to experience it. Listen, if you're super religious and this is scaring you, like where is this in the Bible? Um, I want you to listen to this prayer. This is one of the greatest rabbis that ever lived. And he, he wrote this prayer. And it is a court of heaven blueprint. It goes like this. Our Father in heaven. Where? In the courts. Hallowed be your name. Honor the currency of heaven. Your kingdom come, prophesying. Your will be done, prophesying. On earth, earthen vessel. As it is in heaven. As it is written in the books of heaven, with my name on it. Because you don't want anything else. 
You don't want what's written in my book or Randy's book. You want what's written in your book in the right time manifesting on earth now. Okay? But if you ask amiss, Jesus says it this way in his prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. What is bread? Give us a word. Not just food. Give us a daily word. And, by the way, forgive us our debt. And the way we activate forgiveness in the courts with debt is you for ask, forgive my debt, and I will also forgive those who are indebted against me. If you don't walk in forgiveness in both ways, there is no activation of the bread. And then after you get the word, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from, and the way Robert uh, Henderson teaches us, deliver us from the antidecos. Deliver us from the accuser of the brethren in the court that says, I can't have what I'm petitioning because I'm not worthy. Take him out of the way if I do this. So that's Jesus' prayer. That's a court of heaven prayer. Well, I know this prayer, but I don't know this prayer. But in Catholic school where I went in Los Angeles... We'd always have to go in the confessional. And it was scary because we had Monsignor McNicholas. A very strong Irish brogue. A very large man who drove a Chrysler New Yorker. And there'd be like three, this is a big school and big, you know, neighborhoods of Los Angeles. And so there'd be There'd always be like three priests in there, and you'd be standing in line, the nuns there, and you'd be praying, oh, please, I don't want to go into Monsignor McNicholas. Sure enough, get on the little kneeler. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. What? <laughs> now the whole church knows I'm in McNicholas. And they're watching the walk. I wonder how long Curtis is going to be in there. <laughs> well, sure enough, you tell him all this stuff. Okay, that would be uh, 15 Our Fathers, 10 Hail Marys, 4 Active Contritions. So then you have to go out to the kneeler in the front, where all the nuns are on either side policing it, that so you don't misbehave. And of course, you're there for like an hour. Because you lose count. You're a kid. You're like seven years old. Like, I don't know how many times I did it. I don't have like, a piece of paper. But just because you say it with repetition doesn't mean that it has power. Because if it did, I mean, I should walk on water by now as bad as I was during that period. <laughs> I think I could healthily say I've said the, the uh, Our Father who art in heaven more than all of you. But I never said it. 
Does that make sense? In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is living in you. The word of God keeps you alive. Every breath you take, every cell in your body is subject to and will bend its knee to the name of Jesus. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. It's just as living now as it was in the beginning when he said, let there be and there was. It's not dead. It's not just living, it's powerful and it's sharper than two-edged sword. Piercing even the division of soul and spirit and joint and marrow. And a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from its sight. The word of God's not just for believers. It goes after non-believers. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him who we must give account. So why not repent if he already sees it anyway? This isn't a little Bach with Monsignor McNicholas in it. This is the God of the universe. Before you approach the heavenly courts, you must go into the room of atonement and be cleansed. Let's stand. Are you ready? How many of this will be the first time to go into the courts of heaven of prayer? Hmm. Just a couple of you. Everyone else is wonderful. That makes me feel better. No, there's really only just two or three of you. Praise God. So for the two or three of you that raised your hand, I want to welcome you home to the courts. You have a huge advantage because your attorney Yeshua has taken you to your father to set you free from all guilt and accusation. I want you to close your eyes. I'm just telling you to do that because I want you to really concentrate. I don't want you looking around. This is for you. You don't have to close your eyes, but it's better if you just close your eyes. And I want you to step in right now. I want you to step out of where you are in your life and spiritually I want you to step in to the room of atonement. Just step in. It's your choice. Some of you are going to see yourself. Some of you are going to see a light. Some of you may see a door. 
If you see that door, if you see a door, I want you just to spiritually go in and open that door. And I want you to walk in the room. I want you to walk in that atonement. Father God, we, we come to you individually and we come to you as Keilat Betavid. We are your congregation. And we all need you desperately. We are all with sin and we all need to be cleansed. And Lord, we stand in the room of atonement and we ask now that the cleansing blood of Yeshua HaMashiach wash each and every one of us. The Lord is washing you. Some of you will see angels. Just let them wash you. You need to understand that you have a great high priest who has passed through heaven. Yeshua, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to that confession. Now he's walking amongst us right now. Knowing that you have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. He's not condemning you. There's no condemnation here. There's no, this is conviction. Just let him cleanse you. All weaknesses. But was in all points tempted as we are. Yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne room or boldly into the court of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. If each one of you would say, if you, if you have, say, Lord, I'm in a time of great need. Now you understand that you and I are not going to make it into this promotion that's coming next weekend without the Lord. We understand that. There's no special person in here that's good enough that's, no, no I'm going. No, we're not. We're, we're, gonna, we're going into this in a fresh fire through the courts. So just, you're in the room of atonement right now. Just let that blood flow. Some of you have never been here before. Just let it go. Let it cleanse. Let, let it wash away all that pride and that iniquitous structures. Let it, let it wash all the fear. Now, the Lord is preparing you to go see the Father, the just judge. So let him take his time. Let him cleanse you. Now the Lord is saying to you, I've cleansed you and I want you to take, I want you to take and I want you just to put one hand out, a symbolic, say I'm taking, say I'm going to take the full armor of God. This isn't anybody else's armor, this isn't David, he's a great king, but this is the king of kings, he's asking you to take his armor, 
Say, Lord, I'll take your armor. Now, I want you just spiritually just kind of set it down. And the first thing you want to do is you're going to put on a belt. You're going to girt your waist with the truth. And just symbolically, just take that belt. And the belts in the room are all different colors. It depends what season you're in. Some of you are picking up new belts tonight for the next season. Some of you had one color belt. Now you're picking up another color, but you're embracing it. And what the Lord's doing between now and next Friday and, and Saturday is he's going to start revealing truth that will match the belt. But you've put that belt on. Say, Lord, I receive it. Now the Lord is asking you to put the ephod on. It's the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness. This is your king priest. This isn't like metal. This is precious stones of all the 12 tribes of Israel. It's the priestly ephod over your heart. And I just want you to pick that up with those precious stones and symbolically just put it on. He's dressing you. He's preparing you. And I, I want you just to pick up your right foot and pretend like you're putting a slipper on. This is all by faith. Say, Lord, I'm putting on the gospel of truth. And then picked up the left foot. Some of you are having visions. Some of you see yourself. You've been washed in the blood. And some of you are just seeing all white in the room. Some of you are seeing precious stones just flying through the air and lights. And but the Lord's preparing you for your walk. Now the Lord says, I want you to pick up your shield of faith. So just pick up that shield. This, this shield that you're picking up, you've not had this shield before. Every one of you and each one of you online, this is a new shield and a new belt for a new season. Some of you may even feel the weight of it on your, in your hand. He's trusting you with great faith. And I want you to keep your left hand with that shield and, and if you're right-handed, the opposite. But I want you to go ahead right now and pick up that sword of the Spirit. And I want you just to stand there for a minute. I want you to feel and experience new faith and new authority. Just let it, let it soak in. Let an impartation take place right now. You're, you're in the room of atonement. You're in the preparatory room to go see the king in the courts. And just, you're going in with new faith 
and a new sword with new truth. And now I'm going to ask everyone if you would just lay down your shield and lay down your sword. And I just want you to put your hands out, just like this, and if you keep your eyes closed. Because you don't have to put on a warrior's helmet of salvation. The Lord himself is going to walk in the room of atonement right now. And he's going to put his crown, the crowns that you have, what you have earned so far with those stones. He's going to put your crowns so that when you go before the just judge, he's going to recognize who you are and what you've accomplished. So Yeshua himself is coming right now and he's going to put that crown on your head. Some of you may have vision. Some of you may see it. May, some of you are not seeing anything. It's okay. Doesn't mean it's not happening to you. But we're preparing to go into the courts. You should be experiencing tremendous peace. Some of you may even be a little lightheaded. What you're, that atmosphere is the love because Yeshua is in the room now. Now Yeshua is going to step out of the room of atonement. And he is going to prepare the court of mercy and grace with his Father. But while you're standing there, he has assigned your angels to go and prepare the mantle for this season. So, Father God, we thank you that the angels are coming now with the mantles. They look like tallits. And the angels are going to bring the mantles and they're going to rest upon you. So you have your crown, your mantle, your ephod, your waist is girded, you're covered with royal garments, all in white, and your feet are prepared with the gospel of truth. Just thank the angels now. Say, thank you for giving me these mantles. Thank the Lord for the crowns. And you're going to leave your shield and your sword in the room of atonement. Because you don't have to beg. And it's not your faith that's going to activate this court. It's you coming in agreement with what he's already done. Okay? So now we're going to leave 
the room of atonement and we're going to go into the court of mercy and grace. The Lord wants to ask you a question in this court. Are you here on your, of your own free will? You have to answer that yourselves here and online. The Lord wants to ask you a second question. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The next question from the Lord is, will you always give me the glory? And the Lord speaks a warning to us and says, do not ever touch the glory. The next question the Lord says, will you ask what my Holy Spirit asks you to ask? This is a room of covenant. He's asking you. If the answer is yes, say yes. And if you have no intentions of doing that, then say no. I hope that you and pray that everyone in this room would say yes, Lord. The Lord says, behold, my hand is not shortened that I cannot save, nor my ear heavy that I cannot hear. But you must understand, your iniquities have separated you from me, and your sin has hidden my face from you, so that I cannot hear. You understand that? Say, yes, Lord. The Lord says to you, do not approach me without approaching me through the room of atonement first. For my son's blood has paid the price for our communion and our conversation. Don't dishonor me by approaching me with prayers before cleansing yourself in the room of atonement and my blood. And the Lord asked, do you agree? And the Lord says to you, my son wrote these words. Whatever you ask, you will receive from him. For he paid the price. Receive him. Say, Lord, 
I receive Yeshua as Messiah. I am in covenant with Him. Because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight. Say, Father God, in the court of mercy and grace, I agree in this room of covenant to follow your commandments and to do what pleases you in Jesus' sight. Holy Spirit, come. Fill me afresh. My son wrote these words to you, and this is his commandment. So he is giving you a key. He's giving you a key to the court of mercy and grace to ask what you want that pleases him, and he'll do it. So do you understand there's been a transfer of authority to you? Say, Lord, I receive it, and I will not look back. And the Lord says to us, and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he has given us command, commandment. Father God, in the court of mercy and grace, I agree to love my neighbor as myself and to love God with all my heart. Let it be recorded in the books. And the Lord says, I will help you with your weakness because the Lord says many times you do not know how to pray. So the Lord says, I will give you tonight a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit who will make intercession for you with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he will search the hearts and know the mind of the Spirit because he will make intercession for all the saints according to my will. So as we are in the court... Say, Lord, I receive your offer. I say yes to receive a fresh baptism of fresh fire from the Holy Spirit now. So just receive the fresh fire. Just receive it. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place.
I want you to take your right hand and put it over your heart. Say, Lord, I receive a fresh anointing of discernment. Just receive it. It's a gift. He's given you a new belt, new mantle. He's given you your crown. And now he's given you discernment. But he wants that discernment to operate through your spiritual heart. Now he's, the Lord wants to give you a courtroom word of knowledge. Are you ready to receive it? He says, I spoke through Paul saying that you would know that all things work together for the good. But I want you to have this discernment. It works together for the good of those who love me, says the Lord. With your hand over your heart, the Lord is saying, don't let anything separate me from the love of God. Say, Lord, let it be recorded in the court of mercy and grace. This night that I would have discernment to not allow anything to steal my love for you. Paul goes on to say to those who are called according to his purpose say Lord my feet have a fresh preparation of the gospel and I decree and declare that my heart is full of love for you will guide my feet not my mind. My mind is subject to fear and reasoning and to take my feet off your path. But in honor of Jesus, your word, which is Yeshua, is a light unto my path. And I will be led with spiritual discernment by the Holy Spirit to walk in, in my love for God and my purpose is my calling. And this is unconditional in my life. Now I want you to take your hand off your heart in the courts and the Lord is asking you to raise your right hand in the court and say these words. When my axe gets dull, one does need to sharpen the edge. Then he must use more strength 
but wisdom brings success. I will have a lifestyle of steel sharpening steel. In this Ke'ilat Bet David, we will sharpen our axe. We will get more done with less. We will go into the Room of Atonement and go into the courts of heaven. We will do as Isaiah instructed. We will put you, Lord, into remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. I, even I, am, am he who blots out your transgressions. For my own sake, I will not remember your sin. Let it be written in the courts of mercy and grace that all my sin and my family's sin in the bloodline and all iniquitous structures are washed in the blood and expunged from the record. And we decree and declare today that the accuser, the antidikos, cannot use this against me in Yeshua's name. We declare as Kailat Bet David no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you and arises against us in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me. Says the Lord, we decree in the courts of grace and mercy. This is done in Yeshua's name. Now, the Lord is going to ask you just to put your hands out and close your eyes again. The Lord is saying yes and amen. Just say, thank you, just judge. Now we're going to leave this court. And we're going to go to the office of records in heaven. I want you just to stand there. And the angels who brought you the mantles are now going to bring you 
a scroll. It's just a wood-handled scroll. And what's on it is what he's going to release in the water. And it's sealed. It has a wax seal. It has the king's seal on it. But inside the center of the king's seal in red, in Hebrew, is written these words. It says, forgiven. And I want you just in the spirit, just extend your hands. I want you to take that scroll. And I want you to see yourself. You have your feet prepared with the gospel. You have a priestly garment on of white. You're wearing your belt of your authority for this season. You've got an ephod. You have a new mantle. You have your crown. And you have been literally washed in the glory of the Lord. And the Lord has washed the iniquitous structure inside your, your bloodline. So though those past voices and tendencies and soul ties have been cut off, and now he's given you a scroll, which is your future. And it says, forgiven. And he's asking you a question. This isn't the just judge. This is Jesus himself. And he's asking you a question. Do you receive what I'm giving you? You have to say yes to him. Just talk to him. That seal is not wax. That's dried blood. From the cross. We're in the courts. Your name is written there. It says forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Now, while you're holding that scroll, your angels are going to return with one more thing. These are your guardian angels. These are the two angels that are assigned to you. Their job is to prepare you. Now they're going to go right now to the court where the just judge sits. And they're going to get a coal from the altar. And they're going to touch your lips with it. Because just as Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips and I'm of a people of unclean lips. But he's going to prepare your lips to prophesy over this next 10-year season of time. So as you stand there with your scroll that says forgiven, which qualifies you, those angels are coming with that coal to touch your lips so that 
his word that goes forth from this mouth, your mouth, these words shall not return into the courts of heaven void. He's building a relationship between the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit in you and the courts. He wants you to come in and out of that court. He wants you to have a courts of heaven lifestyle. He says, receive this fire from my throne so that my word in your mouth shall not come back void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the things which I sent it to the earth for. And all the Lord is asking you to do is say, Amen. So let him touch your lips. And the Lord wants you to give the scroll back to your angels. They're going to record it in the book of records. This is the official document of who you are now in heaven. And if we will, as the congregation, Father God, we seal this work that's been done in and through your Holy Spirit in your courts of heaven. We seal it. Let every man's name be brought low and the name of Yeshua be lifted up on high. And we decree we have the keys to empowered prayer we decree our clocks are set with his time in this season of our life. And God has released all provision, body, soul, and spirit. All our needs are met. He is healing us. He is transferring wealth wisdom and relationships necessary to answer our call. Lord, heal all those in our family line from all destructive iniquitous structures. We release healing in Yeshua's name. Father God, we decree that, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns brushwood and the fire causes the water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence when you did awesome things which we did not look and you came down the mountain and shook, we shook at your presence. We decree this to happen on June the 7th and the 8th 
here at House of David for Shavuot 5779, where the Father's love, if you would put up that last slide, that the Father's love would be released in this house. Father God, we look to the Lord our God. He has shown us his glory and his greatness. And we have heard his voice from the heart of the fire. Today we have seen that God can speak to us humans and yet we live. Thank you, Father God. We decree and declare it's time to hear a word from God. This Shavuot. Thank you, Lord, for blessing Pastor Todd and Karen Smith as they come and share what God is doing in their house. And as we come together as one new man from the two, thus making peace, let the abiding presence of God rest upon this property. And Lord, let all the iniquitous structures and all who call this their covering and their home. Lord, I cover them with our mantle. I release that shield of discernment. And Lord, we decree and declare that no weapon formed against you or your family shall prosper. Let the healing and the preparation during this counting down of the Omer take place. And in the congregation of the righteous, they said, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand clap. Hallelujah. Let's blow some shofars here tonight. Are we ready? Let's get the worship team cast. If you'd prepare your team, let's go out in praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you may be seated just for a minute, we're going to prepare tonight on this very special night to receive this very special tithes and offerings. In-house and online, I would encourage you to go to text to sow. So just type in SOW51555 and you can give securely online. I always want to encourage you to be like the centurion and add seed to your prayers. You want your seed, your money, and your prayers to be speaking well of you in the courts. And especially after this, uh, I was a little concerned if I could do it with this many people, but it, you all were so cooperative. So let's all of you give yourself a wonderful hand clap. It was beautiful. And I didn't know how we were going to get this done, but we did, so praise God. So let's give yourself another hand because this was so good. And bless all of those online. I hope that, you know, I'm thinking of Sophia and all her friends in, in China and, and Taiwan and just so many different ones watching now. God bless you. I hope this has helped you tonight. And you can see, you can do this. This, this wasn't difficult. Um, this was beautiful tonight. I feel great. I want to thank you so much for uh, coming in agreement and preparing this holy ground, this 55 acres at the end of the Trail of Tears. This is a very special spot in the heartland of America.
I want you to agree with me one of the things. Let's agree that all, any kind of man-made interference with the weather would be cut off in Oklahoma in Yeshua's name because this weather is weird. And uh, I'm just cutting it. If it. I don't know if it is or not, but whatever it is, we need to start singing, You Are My Sunshine. Because we got to get this place dried out or change the name to Soklahoma. So it's, it's time that we turn the sprinklers on or do something. So, but uh, we need this weather to change in Yeshua's name. I believe what we just did tonight will probably do that. So in-house, you can make your checks out to House of David. Want to thank you so much for your giving. And for those of you online, thank you for faithfully sowing online. Consider becoming a Kurt Landry Ministry partner. You can do that online. And uh, that's the backbone of all, all that we do. Um, that puts you, people say, I want to be under your covering, become a partner. And uh, we pray. And on a daily basis, we put all of you under our covering. And... Uh, um, that's important. And as the word of the Lord that he gave me, stay under the covering. God bless you. So Shabbat Shalom. We love you. Let's go out and praise. Give the worship team a little bit of time to kind of get moving and then come down. Make sure you hug somebody's neck. Tell them you're glad to see them in the house of God. Shabbat Shalom. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from the One New Man Network. For more information, please visit us at theonenewman.com.